0: Hello, and thank you for joining us. This is Brian, your host of the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of said host and our guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested, so please consume at your own risk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else is listening, my guest today is Richie Norton. He's an award-winning author, CEO of Product, Global Consulting Circle, Edit Today, Podcast Guest Mastery. And author, audience, affluence, and many others. And uh, from that intro, my friend, uh, you clearly have done a lot of things in your life. Welcome. Hey, man. I'm super excited to be here.
1: It's really be fun. Thank you.
0: <laughs> um, so I've been following you for a few years, as you know, m- many people have, and just kind of wanted to go a little further back. And like the Richie that we see today, have you kind of always been, I mean, I know we all, we all grow and we evolve, but Tell me kind of how you got started down this path.
1: You know, what's funny is you, know, you say the Richie today and you've been following me for years. And you know, where my mind goes is, am I different than I was before? <laughs> and I actually like to think back, um, like even like think about yourself or anyone listening. Were you the same person 10 years ago? And so, you know, it's 2000. What is it? 2019. So, if you literally go back and say, in two thousand and nine was I the same person, most people are not <laughs> true general
0: I think yeah, yeah your your general character is the same, but yes, you would clearly have evolved if or hopefully anyway,
1: a lot of people they'll be like they'll be like, you know i uh you know depending I was married then or I wasn't married then right, or i um had kids then, or I didn't have kids then, or I'd written a book by then, or I hadn't written a book by then, right? Like I lived in a different country or I didn't live in another country, right? You know, it's your goals. Everything changes so drastically from year to year, day to day, that we actually don't realize how fast things are changing uh, within a certain time point, you know? So, right. um, so for me though, I mean, yeah, I mean, I got started just by doing like my, my goal was always, how can i help um people work their way out of poverty that that sounds super weird but that's been my goal and uh, i lived in brazil i lived in a super impoverished area and i realized it wasn't lack of of smarts or will or talents it was lack of network capital so i went into business saying american will go and wait till they're retired." work that they want to do. For me, that is, you know, volunteer work, social entrepreneurship, uh, helping people work their way out of poverty. But I told myself, there's no way I'm going to wait, you know, in my 20s, 40 years to do what I really want to do, because that would essentially be wasting two generations of opportunity. And I was responsible for that. And so I decided, well, I, I also can't not feed my own family, <laughs> so True. so what it am I going really to do, right? And so I, I essentially fell into, I didn't know what was called at the time, but I fell into what's called social entrepreneurship, where you're actually building businesses that make real money, that make a real difference. You know, like That double bottom line idea. That led me to doing work all over the Asia Pacific Rim. I got I did my first business in Mongolia to help people work their way out of poverty. Um, I called it Working World. It eventually turned into uh, a center for entrepreneurship at uh, BYU Hawaii, and is institutionalized there. And started several businesses all over. And then I got into um, you know I live in Hawaii. I got into real estate. Got into life insurance. Got into just doing things to pay the bills. And then I wrote a book about it. And honestly, when I wrote The Power of Starting Something Stupid, it was me just telling my story and trying to help other people, trying to reach more people. But when I did that, that, that's when things really changed because as it did reach more people, more people started reaching back out to me. And then it became this kind of virtuous upward spiral where people are telling me what they need and I'm telling them how I can help. And now I've spun off dozens of organizations to help people live their dreams. And um, that's what I love doing. So did you have any idea that 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 book
0: would be such a, a launching pad for you and so many others?
1: Or was that kind of a surprise? You know, I actually never really planned on writing the book. It was I almost I had a mentor that sort of challenged me and said, how far will your influence go? And when she said that, I thought, well, I should write a book. And it wasn't six years later until I actually wrote it and published it um, with the publisher. But I didn't know it would do what it's done. I, I hoped it would be massive and successful and do all these things. But it wasn't as much about how many book sales it was. It was more I was surprised at how many people actually reached out in person and how I was not prepared for that influx. I, I had no bus- – my business model for the book was sell a book. I hadn't prepared myself for a business model around the book. So I kind of had to pick that up as I went.
0: So you've always been kind of wise beyond your years. That's what you're saying. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing.
1: <laughs> I'm actually super scared of getting old and looking back and saying, "Why didn't I start sooner?" You know what I mean? And and oh my- you know, you know, I had a my brother-in-law passed away at 21. Yes. My son passed away. He caught pertussis whooping cough. It completely changed my life. And I learned—actually, the book kind of changed as I was writing it. There was a time where the nurse came in to the hospital and told my wife we should stay the night. And we always stayed the night to watch our little son, but she was kind of tipping us off that he wasn't going to make it. And I remember when they took off all the wires of his body to let, you know, us hold him. And I held him for a moment and then handed him to my wife, and we just kind of sang him lullabies. And I put my hand on his heart, and we just waited for—you know, it was— I'm saying it fast and I'm saying it just, just kind of like bluntly, but it's been years of pain and continues to be, you know, it's your worst nightmare. Of course. But what I, what I learned was as my son slipped away is that not only is life short, but I I wanted to turn that moment into a movement, that moment into a mission. I wanted to, my wife and I promised each other that we would not let it tear us apart because that would be the natural thing for it to do. You know what I mean? Um, And so all that pain I realized I don't know about being wise beyond my years but I knew that I knew what I didn't want to have happen I knew I didn't want to say I didn't try I didn't do and just regret and so I, it's always been me trying to mitigate regret <laughs> future no, regret no, I know I, I, I just turned
0: 50 this year and about 18 months ago hmm. I just finally had this epiphany that holy crap this system that we're all in is a joke <laughs> and, it's, and it's been sold to all of us, yeah. and it's it's backwards. It's so backwards. My my dad is eight, 79 and he's just now selling a, a water company that he's been running for sixty years. Wow, he, he might have a little freedom if he sells wow. this thing. He's seventy nine years old. Yeah, it's man. So it's so screwed up, and it's just sold to us daily. We get that job. It's true. Get that security, and it's a lie. And I'm. I'm just now getting into real estate, you know, should have done it 15 years ago, but should have, could have, would have, I'm doing it now, <laughs> just seeing as, you know, this is an opportunity to allow myself some freedom yeah. at some point.
1: I think that's the benefit of, look, we're in a different time now too. We're different ages. Our, our parents, grandparents, are all different ages. Like we grew up with what we had and like, I totally recognize that our previous generations worked really hard to create this opportunity of freedom that we have now found through using things like the internet right, and and other technology that they didn't have that opportunity. Right. So it's not like you can say they should have done it differently. Like maybe they could have, maybe they couldn't have. Right. But we can for sure say that we should be doing it differently. (laughs) They created this opportunity for us. Why wouldn't we take advantage of it? Yeah. yeah. It, It is what you said. Like it's really seeing a lie or a truth for what it is. Like if someone says way back when, you work for me 40 years and i'll give you a pension and then you can live your life well let's pretend that's true but at the expense of 40 years of growing of hanging out with your children and grandchildren where you only get two weeks off or less yeah the average american gets less than 10 days off of work uh i don't understand that that to me that sounds like modern day slavery you know what i mean not the like not the kind that we hear about in the in the books i mean this is like somebody taking advantage of someone and you're willingly saying okay oh it, it's, yeah. will, it's,
0: it's like no it's a the
1: slave. no i it's, it's and then you have to ask like say you have to ask a stranger for permission to go see your family it's, it's crazy. crazy it's crazy and, and it doesn't have to be that way that's no. that's the thing is if it had to be that way well then you fight the man you figure it out and you free yourself you know whatever but since it doesn't have to be that way and people are will willingly do that it is all psychological and well, it's, it's it's a whole entire culture doing this.
0: <laughs> we, we don't notice. We're all slaves, but we don't notice the shackles on each other's arms and legs. That's true. Because we all have them. That's that's true. That's scary. That's scary. And, and, and recognizing it is like, holy crap, we've just been sold this giant. Yeah, this. And, and, and it's not like. years ago, it may have been right. It may have been accurate and correct, but it's definitely. No, yours. it's not.
1: It's totally, and it's not job shaming. If somebody wants a job. And they truly believe it gives them more security. I might say, I don't think so, because most people leave their jobs within four years, whether they get fired or leave on their own. So I don't know about the security part. But assuming you feel better there, then that's exactly what you should be. Yeah. I'm here, but I don't want to be. And I don't see a way out. And I'm like, you, 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 so if I showed you a way out, would you jump? See, and that's the real conversation. Because many people do want to do something else, but won't. Or or, or to <laughs> that's the
0: issue. Or, or I think, I mean, I'm speaking from my own personal They're so like say I have this mental zip code that's been programmed in my brain my whole life. Trying to relieve that mental zip code is is such a challenge because it's it's just it's so hard and people are scared to death. They don't know that they're so into that the security, even though they hate it, it's so comfortable. It's like the devil that you know versus the devil that you don't kind of thing.
1: That's exactly right. And um, That's exactly right. And, you know, it is is scary. There's all the fears. You know, most of the things we talk about when we help people start a side project or a side hustle or become an entrepreneur, all these things are scary. All things are scary, right? Anything that's unknown is scary. That's what it is. But at the same time, like, real entrepreneurs don't just do things. We hear stories of field entrepreneurs because they usually did it wrong. (laughs) Those successful entrepreneurs eliminate the risk. And people don't understand that. They think they're going to destroy their life by doing something new, whereas someone else might say, I would never do something without knowing X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? So there's a leap of faith. There's also some research. Entrepreneurship is a learning skill anyone can do it you can learn it the same way you learn how to ride a bike um but people don't want to and when i say want i don't mean they don't think they want to i mean if they really wanted to they would (laughs) you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah no it's 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 a they're just afraid they're just afraid and that that fear is powerful you know Um, what do you find is like, like the most challenging thing as you're meeting with people or you're or, or people are maybe maybe people they, they know they need to make a change they know they but maybe they don't know exactly what it is or is there like a ment like a mindset you're
1: trying to get through that yeah so many have what what is that so that's a good question so when i do coaching i mean i can easily show someone how to make money it's like you know, there's water go drink from it uh, you know, you can't lead a horse to water, right? Even if you show it to them. And so I actually don't care if people are entrepreneurs or not. What I do care is if they have a dream and they don't go for it, how bad that hurts. That's what I care about. What's the ideal experience you want to have? Because like we started 10 years ago, we're so different. If I say in 10 years, <laughs> let's make this. Who are you?
0: I'm totally losing you.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm still here. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear it. Just it's a, it's that robotic in and out stuff I again. I don't know,
1: I know, I, know. Oh, I don't know. Do
0: you get that on other things or is it just, just with me today?
1: You got it on Skype before too. It's just you know, just a thing. I don't know. It's okay. That's okay. can you hear me better?
0: Yeah, I can hear you better. Yeah.
1: But when you say like well, ten years from now you're gonna be sixty, bro, that's like a whole other level. Like you know what I mean? Like you don't know who you're gonna be in ten years. True. But you do know the kind of experience you wanna have over the next two years. Yes. It's long enough to make a difference, close enough to make it happen. And so I like to, to say, well, who do you want to be in two years? And then once they tell me what who they want to be, what they want to do, then we start building a business model around their dream goals. So yes. the, 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 one more example. Two people could s- start the exact same business And make the exact same amount of money. One will have no time because they're very busy. Business, And one will have all the time, freedom in the world to do whatever they want. Because they ran it differently. That's what I teach people how to do. Okay. Got you. I'm like, you want to make money? Anybody can make money. You want a life right now too? Let's talk. Right. Because to me, business isn't about money; it's about life. Yeah, to so honestly. And so, if you don't have a life while you're making money, I'm like, so you just spent your 18 summers with your kids working, and now they're out of the house. Like that—that that, I'm sure they're grateful for that, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, they are grateful because they—they—they they have seen the same pattern that
0: you saw, mm-hmm. and they're going to repeat. That. I'm trying so hard to keep my kids out of like college and. Yeah, get them to you know go go find a better mouse trap or build a better mousetrap trap and do something
1: that they at least like,
0: you know. Yeah, because you would be miles ahead of the rest of the rats.
1: I understand what people basically. People came to me for the power, so I start. That's when they got the money. They weren't happy. They didn't want the money. They wanted what would what they thought would come from the money. Right. So I start with. What's called final cause? to psychological term. We go way deep and go, what comes from the money, and then what? Once I understand that, a model that gives them that we irrationally think money will give them that when it won't. It's actually do the opposite. they will actually have less.
0: I have a I have a question. I've I, I, and this is based on. I mean, I was burned by a couple of coaches. Uh, in the past. And so there's a little skepticism in, in, in the coaching world for me. So, and I know I need it because, you know, just, just even just having an accountability partner is, is massive. So someone says, Hey, I need you because I'm broke. And then, you you know, these, these coaching fees are usually really high as you know. And so they, how do they get through that mental barrier? They're so like, I don't have it, but I need it. I need you, but I don't have it. So how do I justify spending what I don't have? I mean, how do you get through that?
1: First of all, I don't I don't try to convince or sell anybody on on me or anything. Don't really care. I care wow. to help them if they don't want to buy from me or if they can't buy from me, please please don't. I'm not here to convince you of anything. <laughs> right? right? And then and right. then but I do know there are coaches that like I have real businesses doing real things, making real revenue. And I happen to teach people how to do it. And there are other people that I don't know if they're good or not at what they do, but are making stuff up and hurting people. That's a real thing. Yeah. You're totally right. Yeah. Right. Um, But if someone doesn't have money and because coaching should be usually because it's like a one-on-one or like a really one to many, like it's very, it in my opinion, should be very, we'll just go to real to, to good coaching stuff. So if somebody can't afford, coach, I mean, a coach is an end all be all. I don't want to convince people of why a coach is good or not. Coaches just like in sports or something else, they either help you or they don't. Right? <laughs> right? right. But if someone can't afford help, like specifically tailored to what they're trying to do, I mean, it is almost embarrassing how there is every single piece we ever want or need for free at our fingertips immediately. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know how to say it better than that. Everything right now is completely free. In True. fact, it is like the opposite. It's like before it used to be hard to get information and there were priests burning books so you couldn't learn how to read kind of stuff for power. Yeah. <laughs> now it's the actual as far as you can go opposite where there is so much good much crap, really good information that it's really all awesome. there is nothing you can't go and figure out. There is you can't become quote unquote an expert on in what people? 60- you we were seriously dedicated to it. Yeah. So there's the no excuse. The, 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 the hard reality is the I world is taking excuse away from us.
0: Yeah, access to everything. It's it's everywhere. You're right. And there almost is no excuse. I mean, just YouTube. Just to use one example. Whether it's all, oh. whether, whether it's all accurate or not, I don't know, but you know, you can try it out. So,
1: you know, you, YouTube's a great example, too, because it's it's kind of controversial. I remember a few years ago I would write, kids are learning more on YouTube than they are on at school. And people would rage because it really was offensive to teachers. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but they are. So let's just sure. be honest about it. And now today, I mean there's still that rage because oh, YouTube's supposed to be just about like weird, silly videos and cats. But no, man, I could Google how to do algebra. Yeah. Uh, on I could YouTube how, you know search on YouTube for how to do algebra, and learn from Khan Academy or something like that. Far better and faster on demand than I could sitting in a class with twenty nine other children in a hot classroom. Yes, <laughs> it's a real thing. So, so when it comes to like lack of information, that's not real anymore. Now it's about knowing what you want, finding people who want what you can offer, or reversing that. Finding what people want that you think you can offer them and do that. So, if I were, um, hmm, well, I, so I I wrote The Power Sorry and something to curious about what made people successful. And I figure I learned that what made people successful um, was surprisingly something stupid. It sounds silly now to say it because now that I've been, that book's been out for six years that people who have read it, it's like, well, duh. Yeah. smart thing started as stupid but when i wrote it that wasn't in anyone's vocabulary. was stupid, it? it wasn't stupid, a thing stupid like stupid was stupid yeah yeah it was a stupid it's now now stupid is the new smart and you will even go and look at venture capitalists and you look at all the different quotes they're all saying the brilliant ideas are already done it's the stupid ideas that are the innovators right because the stupidest ones become the smartest ones because they were always overlooked. Yeah. Everything business. from, yeah, everything I call the three T's of stupidity. Everything from the Model T um, uh, to the telephone to Twitter. All legitimately called crazy stupid. And, you know, Alexander Graham Bell's father-in-law said that his, that his idea for a phone was just going to be a toy. And here we are. you know what i mean
0: yeah that's and that's every anytime there's something new people are gonna poo poo it because like i think i don't know if you said it or i saw it somewhere else but they said the the scariest words ever said was we've never done that before or Mm. we've never done it that way Mm, yeah so why that's crazy so what yeah do it that way try it no
1: it's true so i mean for a listener listening to this there's a lot of stories, a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas. I don't know if the connection with the robot's messing things up or not, but <laughs> well,
0: gonna make it fun. I don't know. Well, but at fun. the end of
1: the day, all that really matters is if you have an idea that's pressing on your mind, why haven't you done it yet? And if you honestly answer that, it's usually because you say to yourself, I didn't have enough education, I didn't have enough experience, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money, maybe I don't have enough information. And then you start actually breaking that down and you go. Really? If you don't have time, you can make time or you can outsource it to people. Or stop doing If you don't have stop, money. Stop doing idiotic waste, time-wasting things, with so much so many of us do. Sure. If you don't have money, pre-sell. Sell it before you make it. Right. That, the Kickstarter is a perfect example of that. Right. Right? And then you're like, I don't know how. Get a mentor. Get a partner. Like, once all of the excuses are taken away and you actually know how. And I say the way to start is serve, think, ask, receive, and trust. I say you overcome fear, pride, procrastination. You become authentic like a, like a, like a chicken inside of an egg. If it doesn't crack out, what does it do? It does. dies. So you have to bust out. Of, imagine if you had no fear, if you had no pride, negative pride. If you didn't procrastinate, what could you do? You could do anything. In fact, you'd probably feel more alive than ever. Yeah. You'd feel like yourself. And with that power, you go and you serve others, S-T-A-R-T, serve, think, ask, receive, and trust. Serve them, thank them, ask them, receive from people in a, in a natural, organic way, not a weird moocher way, right? Because you've already served them. Yeah. And trust the process. And by doing that, you'll be able to take the idea that you thought would take you potentially 40 years until you retire, you know, from, from now until you retire to actually do it, to doing it this month. And what's funny yeah. is people will do these things, and they'll, they'll go, "How do I know I'm not going to fail?" I go, "You don't know. How would you know? You don't exactly." And then they go, "Well, what if I do fail?" And you go, "Well, now you know. At least you didn't fail when you're 65, and you you banked on that your whole life. That would suck."
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? No, I I have some clients I'm working with that are a couple of years from retirement, and uh, they're just you know they're they're coming to buy a house and. We just, we just got a couple more years, and, all I, and, I, and I fear for them now because yeah. what if in that – two like I, I got a retired cop or almost a retired cop. He's, he's busting out two more years, and I'm just like, oh, what if something happens to you in that two years yeah. before you start living? And I, mm. I, hear, I hear a lot of your words when I'm thinking that to people. Yeah. And I'm no model of this by any means, but I'm getting there.
1: No, we're all just doing the best yeah. we can. But when people get a new mental model on how things can be or shown how things could be, at least they can make better decisions, exactly. you know? So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, but gosh, it, and even if you do feel, most people who feel then learned something Yeah, and they just do something new or something different. Yeah. Now, if we think positively, if I would have waited till now to write my book, we wouldn't be talking. And I, the last... However many years wouldn't have been the same as they are. When I started writing that book, everyone told me I was too young. Who are you? Why are you saying this? It was it was honestly like I shouldn't have been doing that. Which is fine. Whatever. I did it anyways, things turned out great. But what happened is more opportunity, more success, more opportunity, more success, many, many, many failures in between. Of course. That I don't I don't I should probably share more, but whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So success begets success, which means, like, honestly, whether when you try and do a project with a beginning and an end, whether it fails or succeeds, it actually is a stepping stone to the next thing and the next thing. And you're always living in the present, enjoying these things. But if you don't do that thing that's on your, in your head, and imagine if it's inspired, yeah. like, literally from God, and you don't do that, what are you saying no to? What did you just say no to for the rest of your life? Yeah yeah so, sorry sorry, god you're not crazy scary well, thoughts to think about <laughs>
0: well there was, there's a there's a young agent that just came about our team and he's 21 and upon his introduction the first thing he said was i'm only 21 after, right. after that meeting i came unglued on him in a good way i said don't you ever ever start a conversation with i'm only 21 because you're already limiting mm. yourself like that doesn't matter i could say i mm. I could start every conversation with i'm only 50
1: yeah. You know, yep. That's ridiculous. Yep. But I, 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 <laughs> you should you should start conversations like that. <laughs> I'm an old man here. <clears throat> you know, as as we age too, we don't feel older, no. necessarily, right? Maybe if we if we can't do the things we used to do or whatever. But like, the thing is, like, people that are look at Stephen Covey, the guy that wrote Seven Habits. Yes. He didn't write Seven Habits till he was in his mid fifties. I think he was fifty six. You understand that he should have been preparing for retirement when he started a second life. Yeah. So it's not about age. No, it literally is just about can you do it or not? Young or old? Are you gonna do it or not? Or do you want to do it? Yeah. No, because I mean, yeah, my body's like, okay,
0: maybe I can't do that backflip anymore. Right. But my mind is just like, holy crap! I, with well, just my little podcasting thing, I've been doing this for a year and a half, and
1: oh yeah, I love it so much. I've never you had could a be hobby. now. Think, you could be doing this. To the day you die, yeah. such a cool hobby that can make tons of money. It depends on how you want to use it, but yeah, wow, amazing! And it's just, I love it. It's just I've never had a hobby that I that I loved in my life until
0: eighteen months ago.
1: But no uh, way! No.
0: I love hearing that. That's super cool. I just I had my kids and I called them my hobbies, but they weren't. You know, that's, <laughs> that's one thing. The hobby's different, and so uh, I truly love doing this. And yeah, I'm working on a way to figure out how to you know generate some cash with it. Um, that was never my intent, but, uh, I love it. So I'm going to figure out a way to make it happen.
1: I love that. I love it. that. Well, let say if people, I love it when people buy my book, but they don't have to. If they go to my site, richienorton.com, um, a little pop-up will come up or it's called the 76 day challenge. So my son lived for 76 days. And so I try to set goals within, in that time frame and make things happen within that time frame because so I figure I can do anything in 76 days in his honor, right? Right. So com slash seven, six day challenge. Um, I have a whole thing where it kind of walks you by the hand. It helps you figure out where you want to go in life and then and then steps to get there. It's I've had tens of thousands of people take it with fantastic results, totally free. And uh, that might be able to help someone listening to make something cool happen. Yeah. In fact, uh, my brother's coming into town this
0: week, and uh, I'm going to have – him and I are going to do it together just so I can have an accountability partner.
1: No way.
0: That's, he that's like the coolest
1: thing I ever heard. He doesn't, he, he <laughs> doesn't know you. anything about it. Yeah, but, but it's going to uh, happen.
0: <laughs> he's, you know, he's, he's in the corporate already he works for a university, and he's done it for 25 years. And Yeah. He's got a son with cerebral palsy, so he's mm. – the, the, the golden handcuffs are the, the benefits that he gets, yep. the health benefits. Yep. But there's so many things he wants to do, you know, and consult and do
1: things on his own and just been afraid. It's hard. You know, that's really cool you guys are doing that. Go into stuff thinking pre-planning to fail. They go, because I'm in a job, I can never do this. Therefore, I'm going to try this, but I'm not actually going to do it. Yeah. And, you know, there's not always either or. The question should be why not both? And if I do need to leave the other one, well, you would do that strategically (laughs) once you felt comfortable. You know what I mean? So but in the meantime, why can't you have both? Like a lot of people like their dream is travel around Europe and you're like, Well, that might actually only cost a few grand and like, you know, your your summer off to go do that. Yeah. But they never do it because they think it's gonna be so hard and so expensive, meaning tens of thousands of dollars and months and months to do it. And you're like, it's not real. Go figure it out. Go do it. Airbnb. Yeah. It's a great thing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, um, I could probably sit here and talk to you for another three or four hours. But, uh, Sam, bro. You're a great I, interviewer, man. Thanks I, so much. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I appreciate you being on. It's been, yeah, it's been awesome. So and I'll, I'll try to edit all the uh, robotics out of <laughs> it. If we well. need to do it
1: again, let me know. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm going to come, I'm coming to you. Next come time visit do in hawaii
1: because we'll <laughs> in person
0: in person's way better yeah around with a microphone
1: in my hand that's right that's okay right. richie Well, cool.
0: thanks i'll i'll put all your your how to how to access um on my show notes. yeah stuff, man so. thank you
1: so much that was really fun i'm sorry about the um the noise, but I hope that turned out okay. Well, You're maybe, awesome, brother. Maybe,
0: maybe I can make a little rap out of it or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll turn it into a <laughs>
1: positive. So. I'd love to hear that. All right, man. Honored. Thank so you, it. brother. Appreciate it, dude. Okay. I'll see ya. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you again for listening to the Parish the Thought Show. We would love your comments and feedback on our website at briankeithparish.com slash feedback. If you love or hate what you hear, please give us a rating on
1: whatever platform you find us.